Welcome to a special bonus episode of the podcast. This is my appearance with the guys from Movie Nightcap. You can find their podcast wherever you find your podcasts. Just search Movie Nightcap. Uh, basic premise is these two guys get together, have a couple beers, and talk about the movie that they just watched. The movie I watched with them was Spartacus, starring Kirk Douglas. Uh, really fun, really great time. I really love these guys. So check them out on their podcast. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Movie Nightcap, friends, drinking beer, talking movies. I am your host, Nate Fisher, and I'm joined by my co-host here, Abe Saffer. And Abe, we've got a special guest tonight, so why don't you take the reins and uh, intro Special? Intro we have a guest tonight. We have a guest. We'll judge later if he's special or not. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And that is my buddy, Kenny, <laughs> from, uh, from flag football and undergrad, who uh, now lives out in... Uh, La La Land and has a podcast of his own and was uh, gracious enough to uh, gracious enough to join us here today. So welcome, Kenny. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for that somewhat lovely welcome, Abe. I appreciate it. Glad you guys could have yeah. me. There it's was a, an ebb and flow there to the welcoming of the it's, intro. It's the nicest he's going to get from me. That's fair. Um, tell, tell us about your podcast. We'd love to hear more about it. I mean, I, I'm a fan. I'm a subscriber. Have we named the podcast yet? I was drinking. I didn't. I'm I'm drinking, and so I didn't want to say the name of the podcast. Okay, let's start with that. Kenneth. <laughs> My podcast is Dumbbells and Dragons, and it is the intersection of nerd and fitness culture. Essentially, we break down barriers um, through using nerd and fitness culture, and it's a blast. I love. I talk to nerdy people about their fit habits. I talk to fit people about their nerdy habits, and the thing that you realize is. There are no longer jocks and nerds. We're all just kind of jerds. There you go. Uh, and it kind of sounds like, in a lot of ways, you're kind of like the anti-movie nightcap group because if this is not a visual medium, but if it was, you would see the difference between the hosts that drink beers for their podcast and then the ones that talk and build their life around fitness. I don't know who you're talking about because I <laughs> I do the Dumbbells and Dragons 28-day workout, though I got through day one and hurt so bad I haven't gone back since, <laughs> but I do, pl- I do plan on it once I, I ease into it and I realize that it is level two and I am level zero, so uh, I'm easing back in after a knee injury too, so I can have a little bit of excuse, but um, a phenomenal podcast and I definitely hope you uh, everyone checks it out. Um, Kenny gets some great guests and uh, is is always funny on there. So, um, next to uh, uh, Nate, well, I'm do it this. What one last thing that we oh, do? Oh, go ahead. Uh, real quick though, Kenny, it looked like you did want to jump in there for some at one point. Oh no, I was just gonna say thank you for um, listening. I I love when I hear that people are listening. Definitely. Uh, yeah. No, no, it's been great. I, I enjoyed getting intro to it a couple of times. And just for the audience, Kane, where can they find your podcast real quick? Podcast is if you search iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, Dumbbells and Dragons, you can find us on all those services or whatever podcast aggregator people use. Also, dumbbellsanddragons.com. That's probably all the right, best source. Great. 
Did you see how he stuck it to us with the website? With yep. the .com? There was... I mean, I feel like that was more of a jab at you since I'm <laughs> I'm the talent. And yeah, the... I felt it directly no, at me. No, I, I don't blame you. In, I mean, my, in my heart. Do you want to stop now? I mean, you're crying pretty hard. I don't want to ruin the It was nice mics. to have you on the show, Kat. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so one thing we do for all of our guests on their first episode to kind of put them on the spot, which spoilers it's going to happen a couple times this evening <laughs> <laughs> but to put you on the spot uh top five favorite movies go oh gosh so top five favorite movies boondock saints um nice godfather That's part great. two guardians oh, of the shit. galaxy oh my god spider-man 2 since we were just i was gonna i was gonna say half half his room is paper mache with spider-man 2 posters and he's he's wearing a spider-man costume All right, which so we didn't ask him to four, four. Right? I'm gonna throw out the. Uh, I'm I'm racking my brain for a fifth one. Um, I'm just gonna have to say uh, the new Civil War because it's the most recent mm. uh, movie that I lost my bejeebas at in the theaters. Nice. Oh, cool. You know what? That's... Honorable mention: The Incredibles. Oh yeah, that's oh a great yeah, one. incredible movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's a co-host, na- folks. Yeah. Uh, wow, that that is a classy list. Um, so that we might stand apart here. Well, I, uh, so, if I could share a story, I actually yeah, please. I actually got my first tattoo while watching the Boondock Saints. The tattoo artist had a DVD shit. player in his in his studio, and he had to stop during the cat scene. And if you've seen Boondock Saints, you know what I'm talking about because I was laughing oh, yeah. too hard for him to continue tattooing. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, when I sh- I tried to show my wife one of my favorite—it's one of my favorite movies. I tried to show my wife one of that, and she was sort of apprehensive and not really into yeah. the movie. And then the cat scene happened, and she's like, "I'm done. I'm, I'm tapping out. out." She was a Vegas dealer at the end of her shift, and yeah. she just clapped her hands and walked out. Thank God you were already married. At yeah, that point. yeah, uh, no, for sure. Um, but it is a good movie, and it, the sequel is atrocious. <laughs> and um, hopefully, the third one redeems itself. Yeah, it's called Walking Dead, and we don't need the other guy. <laughs> when we get it in five more years. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, so now uh, one of the issues that we had um, with us being in DC and Kenny being in Los Angeles is that we were not able to. Uh, drink the same beer but our issue is your bonus yeah benefit, because yeah. now we get to talk about two beers today yep. uh so kenny what are you drinking i am drinking stone brewing's 2016 russian imperial stout nice it is 10.8 percent and <sighs> only available on draft or in 22 ounce bombers so I'm nearing the end of it right now, and I'm I'm feeling good about this podcast, gentlemen. You're you're bombing. <laughs> nice. Uh, Stone's a great brewery. I I really don't think they turn out a bad beer, uh, and I love stouts, so that sounds great. Yeah, but. and especially if you add the the word imperial into into anything, it's always going to yeah. be a fun night. And Russian, meh. That one's that one's more of a gamble, but <laughs> stormtrooper? No. I don't know. <laughs> um. What were you drinking, Abe? We are drinking a from Baltimore's own Full Tilt Brewery, their um, their Pale Ale. Uh, it is... Full taste, full t- pride, full tilt. It is okay. I'll say it's good. 
Um, not as complex as I like, but uh, still, it's still good. It's getting and and you know ha- having this being my you know third or fourth of the night. Uh, the movie we're going to just talk about tonight was a long one, so I yeah. couldn't go without, a, you know, at least a half a glass at all times. So yeah. I made sure for frequent refills. But uh, no, it's good. Um, I want to try. I, this is my first foray into the into uh, this brewery, and I want to definitely try more of their offerings because I've heard good things. Nice. Uh, yeah, I like the beer fairly well too. It's a bit heavy, a bit like dark not in color but in the body for um for an amber ale but that seems to be the way that a uh, full tilt brewery goes um good finish though i will say yeah that's fair um that's me being pedantic <laughs> <laughs> nice but uh we'll, we'll see how it how it lasts throughout the evening uh abe for for people who want to know not just the taste from the night but other tastes on the podcast where where would they look yeah definitely um so we talk about the beers that we drink uh but we're also on untapped um and we encourage everyone to check that out uh not only do we list what beers we've drank but also what episodes they correspond with so you can follow us on untapped uh at movie nightcap we also are on twitter at movie nightcap so um you can find us there as well um and we you know we hope that you uh follow us and and you know find us on on uh on you know either iTunes or Google Play or whatever you subscribe yeah to with podcasts and rate us five stars we uh we really appreciate all the support we get and we've gotten uh quite a lot of great support you know this is i think my fourth or fifth full podcast and uh it's been it's been a blast an absolute blast so uh thank you everyone for for uh not only uh staying with me but also uh really elevating the conversation yeah and uh as a bonus you know whenever abe passes out from the taste i make sure to take pictures and post those so <laughs> check out those channels for those images i mean he promised only 50 percent of the time so you should still get a lot yeah uh all right so without any further ado let's jump into the movie who wants who wants to start us off let the audience know what we watched tonight kenny do you want to do the honors yeah it was well you know i chose the movie and it was the 1964 kirk douglas classic spartacus which i my my instant reaction after rewatching this movie was that it holds up Mm. and if anyone disagrees with me that's okay but you're wrong (laughs) <laughs> holds up in in um can't think of a way that it holds up um as in the the matte paintings in the background didn't fall over during well, filming so i know for a fact they had like ten thousand <laughs> extras like, ah. so the, the fact that there were no that like you know no one was drunk on the set and that it was you know a ro- but it was st- i i still don't feel like it i don't know it felt it I, I felt it felt dated, but you know, it. I had some it, some weird issues with this movie, but uh, I, I could say that um, of all movies from you know like the early '60s, that golden age of Hollywood, which, Hollywood, which I'm going to talk about a lot, uh, this probably held up the best because it's a period piece, and so it, it's hard for those to you know when you're talking about a, a, a based on history story. You know, unless they're uh, having giant sideburns and, um, you know, f- huge hair, then they're going to 
pretty much look uh, look the same, and everything's going to feel like it's you're in Rome in the whatever seventy one BC. Yeah, I mean, so I hear, I definitely hear both of your perspectives on this. Where uh, my viewing experience was very like jarring, like in and out. Like I was either getting totally swept up in the movie, it, mostly I'd say in the last third, which is like the last hour. You know, I was like really caught up in the movie, or I was like constantly kind of like drifting off or being like wow there's really a lot of nothing or like this is so bloated for the little amount of territory recovering right now to oh my god look at that shot or i get where they were doing we're, my we're my take was about spartacus not stanley kubrick's entire body of work <laughs> yeah i would agree with that i, I agree we're talking That's silly every about movie Spart- he's ever made has been bloated and yeah but there's he's Zack his snyder focus without the was uh, somewhere else in this movie like i think his focus was in like bringing that world to life and like creating a movie of the spectacle like watching this what really reminded me of was like gone of the, gone with the wind where it is like just so big. <laughs> you didn't give a damn about it. Epic, no. <laughs> nice one though. But it was just so big and so grand, and the focus was really on like bringing a movie of that scale or that world to life, versus like I can see that. Yes, Kubrick is always grand scale, or he's always like you know drawn out like Odyssey esque movies, but they're always so much more focused on either character or the audience experience as far as like. The Shining, that's a huge long movie, but I'm never bored. I'm like captivated and kind of like freaked out the entire time. You know, 2001 a Space Odyssey, that's a long movie, but I'm like caught up in the spectacle and the um, just the grandioseness of space and mankind's exploration and stuff like that. This was different, and I think it was like you're kind of seeing Kubrick get there or learn there a little bit, but also he just he was focused on pulling it off versus like exercising his, you know, artistic will like he did in those other movies. So I kind of saw both sides where it was really impressive and it held up and the scale of the movie was crazy, but the story and the actual pace in the movie just felt like it was second fiddle. And it really just like, I was incredibly bored through a long through, you know, two hours out of a three hour viewing experience, which is insane. Uh, well, I personally, Kenny, do you have any yeah, feelings? I, on this? Cause I, okay. So I have strong feelings. I reserve. I loved this movie when I first saw it, which was to be honest, like 10, 15, 18 years ago. Wow. And, and I got, so this is probably only my second or third viewing. I own the Criterion collection. Okay. But I just, like, when it, the crux of the movie, when everybody is... Are, are spoilers for a 50-year-old movie? It's sure. from 1960. If you haven't seen the movie by now, you're... <laughs> um, when ev- spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> when everybody stands up and is like, I am Spartacus, I'm I'm getting chills. I'm That's not mm. a spoiler, that's like the most recognizable like people know that more than I am your father. What movie's that from, Abe? I don't like you. <laughs> no, but it's I got yeah, there are long pauses and things where I'm like, I think I'm gonna hang something on my wall right now with a hammer and nail. Um but 
there, there's the parts where like the battle scenes or the uh, some of the dialogue scenes, the I am Spartacus scene, the ending when Aurelia is at his feet and just saying, mm-hmm. yeah. die, just like, I got a little teary-eyed. It's dusty here, too. I haven't <laughs> changed the air filter, but it's still dusty. Yeah. So uh, I, I, will, I hear that. Like, respect to those moments. Um, and I think th- that's where, you know, it still worked for me. Did I get teary-eyed? No, because, like, the journey didn't build me up to there. But I, I do agree with what you're saying. Like, I think those were, I mean, classic cinematic moments. So I absolutely think you both are, ap- are wrong. Um, <laughs> like, 100%. So... I I think Stanley Kubrick is probably the example for me. Whenever someone has to say, "Can you tell me of an of a director or a movie producer that um um that really just is trying to show off?" I'm trying to think of how to say this in a uh, in a classy way, but is trying to show off and say, "Look at the look at what I can do with these tools." You know, I think of Quentin Tarantino to a small extent. Oh. I think of Zack Snyder to a small extent. Oh. There were uh, nothing, nothing. I think on a regular basis bumps me from a movie than a than a lot of scenes that literally have no reason to be there. That if you could have cut that scene, the movie is faster paces better and it lasts long there's i mean how many montages do we need of training how many montages do we need of people walking and smiling mm-hmm. and sh- i mean literally there was a montage that showed us they were happy they weren't slaves and it's not like anyone was like i wonder if they liked being slaves <laughs> No, but uh, so I would say my one problem with what you're describing right now is I would not say it's a a trait of Kubrick or he was known for having like bloated scenes or like unnecessary scenes. You know, like 2001: A Space Odyssey was unnecessary. <laughs> film history would argue with you, but and if you're wrong. <laughs> so anyway, I think that is just like. <laughs> Your your argument's not jiving there because that's not where he bloats that runtime and that's not where he's like guilty of that. Like Kubrick, what is very Kubrickian is setting up the environment or like setting up with like environmental shots, world shots. Like The Walking, that's a fair example, but like he I don't remember any montages in that movie. Like unless you consider they're walking, they're camping now, they're walking again over like twenty minutes as a twenty minute long montage. But that that's exactly like that's exactly it. Like you, a, a montage by definition is designed to show a lot happening that doesn't need to be explained specifically in a short period of time. He took it and made a montage that was accurate to how long it took. <laughs> therefore, it's not a short amount of time. Therefore, it's not a montage. It's like, <laughs> okay, for your. So- for your definition, oh like, my God. the Harry Potter series is a montage <laughs> of, <laughs> of a boy growing up and then getting killed a bunch of times, but, you know, the villain keeps slipping on the wand or some I shit. I mean, I think we can agree that it's not a montage if Rocky's not running up a mountain. Yeah. 
If they okay. know Eye of the Tiger, they know montage. Well, okay then. I apologize. And he inserted a lot of garbage scenes that were that were very long, and were. I mean, they should have. It would have been, I think, better for the plot of the movie if every time you had those twenty-minute-long scenes that just added nothing. Throw up a blue screen with another intermission. Give people a chance to go take a leak. <laughs> that would have been a much better use of it. But I mean, when you have a when you have a movie that, and I looked this up because we had this little issue where we couldn't figure out why the runtime they showed on like Rotten Tomatoes was different from the one we got on I think it was Amazon, and it's because they added scenes. And I was like, how do you like? How is this not the director's cut already at yeah. three hours? This this movie minutes? clearly didn't have an editor. No, I mean, <laughs> they just was. shut. They just stitched the dailies together. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just it was long, and 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 this you know the it, it is saved. It is saved by some of Hollywood's probably most moving scenes. Yes, and and so doesn't that kind of like get at your own argument of like what is the pursuit of art and Kubrick is totally someone who he's like I have to walk the mountain to get to the top and I'd say the top of here like look at that shot no look at that shot from the end of the battle that looked like uh you know a fucking the gory orgy yeah kind of but it just looked like a baroque painting it it almost looked like one of the paintings of like the crucifixion or something like that where you just have bodies laying on top of bodies and like I have never seen anything like that in film before and it evokes the cost and the toll of war unlike any scene I've ever seen in my life Uh, now there was no emotional resonance from the two and a half hour movie I watched before that to like really make me feel that impact but I was like holy shit like this guy is operating on another level like people try to mimic him and do the shit they've seen him do before, and they still can't do it. Like they still can't do it because so, people have an affinity for <laughs> short, shorter, and and not filming nothing for. No, it's. I think it's the ten thousand hours argument. Uh, like I think it's Kubrick will yeah, all his movies are ten thousand hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they cuts them down to three, and there's some fucking gold in there. I mean, like. David Mamet's notorious for the same thing writing. Like he'll write like ten pages and then cut it down a page and a half of scene and that's why his dialogue's like that. Well that but that's but that's that's distilling. That's taking a lot and and wringing out the good, which is very, very easy to do in this movie. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying, but if you think what's up there is still not Kubrick distilling, like it's just you just gotta give the man. Oh, like, I'm sure he's that's why I don't like him. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's why. That's why every movie I've ever seen from Stanley Kubrick, I'm like, "Are you uh, sorry you used the word in a montage yet?" That's all I'm going for. Oh I'm my just god! I'm wanna, <laughs> like, I've already, I'm ar- I've already you're killed fi- myself. It's it's fine to hate Kubrick, but I I'm just trying to make you suffer for saying that he overstuffs his movies with montages. Like that's not what he's doing. I'm gonna Google montage you, and, and I am just gonna mail you'll you. Be disappointed. I'm just gonna just throw paper airplane through your window with what it means. Fine. Not a montage, still garbage. I know the definition of that, and I stand by that. Hot garbage. At least give me it's hot garbage. There were some great scenes. I will say that. There were some amazing scenes. But then, if you have a... What is the saying? If you have 10,000 monkeys typing on typewriter, someone's going to write Shakespeare eventually. If you shoot everything the world has to offer, you're going to find a beautiful moment. And that's all I will say about Kubrick because well, I could go on for seven See, the thing I think hours. about that is uh, BVS proved that sentiment wrong. 
they had 10,000 monkeys at least on the typewriters and they did not wind up with Shakespeare with that. I can't believe you just slammed me with a Batman movie. I know, right? That that was a low blow. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> so, so I, I had a couple questions that I wanted to ask you guys because I want they they kind of struck me, and um, I wanted to see if they if they hit you. Um, so I, I looked up a couple things while I was watching the movie in the four or five hours of walking. Uh, <laughs> that they had um, to look up some statistics. So first of all, um, MPA ratings, you know, R, PG, 13, PG, G, uh, started in 68, and this movie's from 1960. Mm. So prior to that, from like the 30s to the 60s, uh, was a time called the Golden Age of Hollywood, and they didn't have ratings because anyone could go to any movie because you had to follow certain rules. I took a film class in undergrad, and this is what I all I remember from undergrad. Um, so, you know, the rules Clearly were... I remember what montage is. I hate you. <laughs> I just hate you. There's not enough beer. Um, so the, you know, the, the rules were if a couple was in bed, the woman had, a woman had to have uh, one leg on the floor. Or mm. there couldn't be, you know, gory, bloody scenes. And there, you know, there was a whole list of things. And they would say, cut this scene out. It doesn't fit within the rules. So there were things that I saw that I wrote down um, that kind of that kind of struck me as more what I would expect to see maybe now than I would mm. expect to see back when we're talking. You can be- pretty much assume that if it's a movie from that period, that golden age, you can take the family too. So here are just some of the weird ones. Um, right off the bat, I mean, within five or ten minutes of the movie starting. Um, there was a scene where women were slave women were being assigned to gladiators mm-hmm. as, as sex slaves to be raped by. Yeah. Um, so basically not giving it, you know, it's, it's, you know, giving the gladiators, these women to rape mm-hmm. essentially. Um, there were people like the, 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 the slave masters were there. Like they mocked, you know, at one point they were mocking Spartacus for not being with, uh, the woman Verona, something like that. Yeah. But it's like Help us out, Kay. No, it was it was they were making fun they were making fun of the guy for just he was a virgin. It was a bummer. But he was No, what was the what was wife's name? name? Oh dude, no idea. Okay. Oh, damn it, Kenny. <laughs> Even waiting on night. Um <laughs> But so but the fact is is that they were making fun of him, but they were watching someone have sex. They're watching these two people. They're waiting to watch these two people yeah. have sex. Um, well, first of all, were, just in in response to that, they're not seeing either of these as people, right? They, I mean, it's like yeah. it's like why National we're Geographic not videos, rights because they don't have YouTube any videos make the rounds. Yeah. You know? Oh no, I you're absolutely right. And for me, it wasn't as much. It it wasn't inside the movie that was like, well, that's unusual. It was this because I kept the thinking thing. this movie is now rated PG thirteen, but back then there was no rating. It was just anyone would go to a movie because you just trusted it. And you're talking about two guys watching essentially a whatever he was thirty something year old, maybe maybe late twenties, however old Spartacus was, loses virginity by mm-hmm. you know forcing himself on yeah. women, um, and you know just the amount of blood that there was yeah um 
all those things kind of surprised me, and I was just wondering if, um, you know, if you think about some of the the movies from the Golden Age, Casablanca and Gone with the Wind, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. did this movie seem as if it was in the same category in that regard that it's part of the golden age, the golden t- you know age time of Hollywood. Um, it did in the sense of what, like again, the immersiveness and just the scale of everything and what they were going for, and like the golden age. So you know, it leads to like just the exuberant amount of spending, which ha, you know, look where we are now. Uh, with literally like spending, but now we spend for like pixels and you know CGI effects versus there it was clearly like you know number of extras we can fit in a frame, like the set design and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, locations. Uh, I think I'd hate to say it, but part of it is the length of the movie too. Was like it was all meant to be. Um, Don't hate to say it; it's a negative. You can use yeah. it. Yeah, but <laughs> it was all—it was all meant to be grandiose and superfluous. Uh, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? A specific word. Um, I can't think of it, but it, exorbitant. You know. Yeah. Um. So anyway, it did in that sense. I, w- as far as the violence and stuff of that nature, no. Like I don't, especially those other examples you mm-hmm. threw out, nowhere near the same tonally. Um, but I think, again, that was like, that to me that speaks of Kubrick and that speaks of like what the intent of this movie was. The intent of this movie I don't think was necessarily to tell like the most direct and compelling and emotional story. It was to tell the like biggest, almost like a biblical epic that made it real, made war real, made the story real. So mm-hmm. that's where I saw it was in the violence. And I mean, my God, it, I mean, even now looking at it, it's crazy. It's like, you can say what you can say the F word once in a PG 13 yeah. to get that rating. But apparently this movie proves you can have 6,000 crucifixions you know like (laughs) yeah do those things equate to each other like how many crucifixions equal one f word um six thousand yeah apparently at least maybe six thousand one even we don't know (laughs) we don't know where the ceiling is there (laughs) but uh so anyway you know even by today's standards like you telling me this was still like pg-13 like i think that's you know, only because of the time and mm-hmm. it, it stands out in that way. It stands out in the way that this movie just could not possibly be made anymore. No, I, yeah. no, I, I completely disagree. First, I, I would associate this. I don't know if these movies are golden age, but I would never clump this movie with Casablanca or Gone with the Wind. Whenever I think of Spartacus, I think more of Ben-Hur, The Ten Commandments. And I don't know the dates those were made. If they were mm-hmm. before the MPAA or after, but they were they were before. Okay, but I think if this movie were made now, it would. Be, I mean, it would be a this PG. Movie's... This movie couldn't be made now, though, right? I mean, yeah. isn't there there like there's like an HBO series of it or Showtime or something? Stars, stars. yeah. Star- it is amazing. it stars? It was it was good, yeah. but like that's your answer, right? That's the only format that could get away with well, no. doing this story. No, because if you just like if this movie was to go through the MPAA right now as it is, it would be a PG. Yeah. Well, and I feel like it would be three hundred. Like it, it wouldn't come out the same. Like I, I just don't understand. Oh no! And actually, that's one of the, yeah. That's that's my next question. It was actually if. 
I mean, one, how has this movie not been remade in an age of Hollywood where, you know, we had talked about this in a previous podcast where every movie, with the exception of maybe, you know, any big budget movie for sure, is either based on a comic book or book or, you know, other source material or is a reboot or a sequel. How is Spartacus, which there's really a lot. I mean, they made a stars thing out of it. I mean, you can have sex and 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 that Zack Snyder violence and all that um how has this movie not been made and what would it look like today well again i think it has been made it's made as a premium cable series which is where you can have those things you can have the time the runtime the sex and the violence without holding any punches uh i did you're a three-hour movie is just not getting made anymore like that's just not going to happen because just by the fact alone like that means there's less showings a day that means there's less move money made on the opening box office, and that is like sure as shit, like a thing. No, uh, um, Hateful Eight was three hours. Uh, no, I don't think it was that long, and that was a limited release. Like that did not even get released in major theaters, and it was a premium ticket price. Um, then I guess, you and know. I think Quentin Tarantino is one of the only directors that could get that done maybe christopher nolan because i think interstellar was long was like there, two hours and 40 minutes yeah. or something there are movies that are three hours long um i mean i i think you're right um i i think you're right that that three hour movies don't get made as much for exactly the reasons you articulated Absolutely. but at the same time i think that three hour movies don't get made because people looked and directors for the most part looked um that you can tell a great story well that was rich story with moving moments like i am spartacus in two hours two hours and 30 minutes if it's a well that was going to be the second part of my answer is i think especially if you look at gladiator like to me that was an adaptation of this movie like clearly influenced by this movie like the story is the the character arc is very similar it's very modernized as far as like we're creating a lore to the background of this character to make him even more like relatable and, you know, someone that the audience will rally behind. Um, so I kind of feel like those are the answers. Well, and I think just, we have to acknowledge that two and a half hour movies are being made civil war, X-Men apocalypse. And if you take out the overture, the intermission, and the entr'acte, like, <laughs> you have a two-and-a-half, two-hour, 45-minute movie. No, you have a three-hour movie. I mean, yeah, yeah. our, our runtime is actually 317. 3.17. Yeah. Well, if you take out the remastered edition, if you go to the three-hour, four-minute version. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I, I mean, that that Maybe. I'm going to plead ignorance on this one. I have no idea what version we watched. If it was longer or not, but yeah, I just know the three seventeen. No, and I watched the okay, three seventeen. But that's as like well. the added. That's the added scenes one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I mean, I I hear your okay. So your point is, if you take out the overture, the intermission, and the entree from the three hour four minute version, you're you're right in that two and a half to forty five minute mark. And don't get me wrong, I still think it's a bloody long movie at that point and can be <laughs> cut down, but. In in the sense of will this movie get made today? I think it it could, and we've seen it in Gladiator, in Three Hundred, 
in. I'm trying to think of something else, but I got nothing. The sequel to 300. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. I can't. Um, I'm trying to think of any of these movies that are that level, and I I, I can't think of anything from. Because, uh, I mean, I, I, and we, you know, you touched on it, Nate. TV is getting better every every year and and the yeah. you know kenny i think you can agree that the spartacus tv show that was based on and it uses all the same characters from this movie and it's based on kind of what drives spartacus to finally revolt mm. um and it you know but it's also like kind of a drama of <laughs> which is where the movie did pick up pace here like they decide we don't really need to articulate that point they <laughs> didn't talk about it yeah they didn't talk your about girlfriend she she moved away today what murder you <laughs> yeah um that and that i think i remarked to you i was like did we see that coming like he was a he was a newbie horrible at everything and then all of a sudden it's like i'm gonna lead a rebellion yeah. All follow me, and they did. And I like, almost saw like the the secret group off to the side that was actually planning the rebellion, looking over and seeing that take place, and being like, "Well, that was a freebie." You thunder stealing <laughs> son of a bitch! Well, and I just we, thought we need a diversion <laughs> <laughs> for for something that was supposed to happen so off the cuff and random. That was a very coordinated rebellion. Yeah, totally. And that's the, for me. That's where it. I have trouble, and I, I don't know if I'm um, just. I pay attention to the stupid details way too much, but um, it's kind of like the acting, which I don't now think that's is anything I would ever accuse you of. Much more. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I don't think it, you know. It, it's something where now you have like coordinated movements and and block there. It kind of almost seemed just kind of. Maybe it's because you could hear people kind of clomping around a little more, but it kind of seemed, I don't know, I've always had trouble describing the way it looked, but like now when you see someone walk from one room to another, it's almost with purpose, purpose to the story. Mm -hmm. But this movie, it felt like if you walk from one room to another, um, it was the, the only purpose was the script. Or, or again, a I metaphor, think that's by the, way. the I'm lavishness. I'm not using the literal as, no, no, as I, I used montage before. Um, I'm just saying... Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. And I again, I, I just think that was the lavishness that was so focused here. That, like, I just feel like it, it almost was like Avatar of being like, look what we created. Like, look what we did. Like, this isn't just a single set. Like, they're walking across rooms and look at the scale of this environment and all these things. Okay. So, I, I mean, I agree with your point. That's, yeah. that's all. I'm just saying, like, I, I do think... You're totally right about that being there. I think that was the mindset that they were in making this. You can you normally can just stop when you say I'm right. Yeah. I'm just saying, just you know, because I'm talking about brevity today. So I have trouble sleeping at night if I don't give it context <clears throat> as to why I say you're right. Because it's, okay. it's dangerous. It's a dangerous game. Drink some more beer. Do right. you know? What, do you know what I would equate the most recent version of a film like this? The give it to me. The Revenant. <gasps> oh. Son of a bitch! Nate, drop the drop the one. What? Like that little sound effect? Oh. We don't we don't we don't rehearse. This is <laughs> um, I don't know what you're saying right now. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think I that think there were both cockeyed daredevils. There were huge scenes of of the Revenant that were just that were 
But I thought that was executed well. Although I had trouble yeah. watching it because it was just so painful. I felt like I was getting a root canal. But, but it, it, it was so it was, good. It was so long. It was yeah. a it was a, a great beginning, a decent ending, but the middle, meh. Oh, huh. That's interesting. When I came out of the Revenant, I just I I do agree it was a long movie, but I was like. The only time I felt the pacing was when there was a moment where um, I can't remember the character's name now, but Leo's character returned to the fort or something where it was like, oh, we didn't need this. Like, this is extra because you knew Tom Hardy already left the fort. But the rest of it, which that's not the slog, that's like two extra scenes. But um, the rest of it, I, I actually found very adequately paced as far as you had to really sell his healing process. Like, if you go too fast, it just kind of becomes like a an action wilderness movie of him just getting up, you know, off the ground after being paralyzed and roiding up out of anger and just going after some, some bloody revenge. Yeah. He Uh, he turns into Batman who rehabs a broken back in like a month. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which he's Batman. I'm just going to throw it out there. There is an 80s style action movie out there to be made of just gritty wilderness, like, Stallone era movie of you just have like flintlocks and bow and arrows and hatchets, but it's like Rambo the First Blood type shit or something. The way that they did, I would with, sign up for that. The way hour that they did with ET, you know how they took ET and they took all the shotguns and replaced them with walkie talkies. <laughs> yes, do that with Roadhouse, but replace everything with trees, and you got that movie. <laughs> okay, good to know. That's all you need to know. That's going to come in interesting ways later. Later on. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's an interesting comment. I mean, it, it seems like just from, it seems like we all agree, m- maybe out of all of us, Kenny, you kind of like have a, um, a fondness for this movie the most, but we all agree there was strengths and like strengths amongst the really long runtime or whatever for it. But it still seems like we all are coming at that with different perspectives or we found different value in those strong points. Um, so I, I would agree, and I think my fondness may be um, nostalgia. This this movie came into my life at a very awesome point when uh, to the point where my AOL Instant Messenger name oh shit <laughs> was Spartacus now be- wow because I am Spartacus was taken. That's incredible. That is. <laughs> Also, you just saying that this movie is part of your like nostalgia lore is one of the most intimidating sentences I've ever heard in my life. Especially since, like, I think when I when I, if I had to look at nostalgia movies, it'd be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and like <laughs> Jim Henson. Fair. Yeah, <laughs> that stuff's also in there. Well, Michelangelo is from. from <laughs> yeah, that's fair, time. but I don't have the the gritty epic war movie <laughs> stabby stabby side. Um. And wow, rough high school time. Rough high school time. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Okay, uh, so I mean, any does anyone have any final thoughts on this movie? One of only three movies. This is Abe's trivia time. One of only three movies to be nominated, and I think win. I'm almost pop. Yeah, definitely win uh, a Golden Globe for Best Picture, and not be nominated. By the Oscars for wow. Best Picture. Wow. One of only three. Can't name the other two because I'm drunk and I don't remember the do other you, two. Do you want to know why? 
It's because it was set in Rome and hashtag Oscar's so white. Oh, there you go. But they weren't everyone, even olive oil back then. Every, the, the funny thing is that, I don't know if you noticed this, and I wouldn't have noticed this if I didn't read it. I didn't um, notice anything. I, I know you didn't because you liked the movie. But if you notice this, all the Romans were British. <laughs> and all the slaves spoke in American accents. Oh, wow. Which is very Star Warsian. Which sure. proves that I don't think we got over the revolution yet. No. I think we're still <laughs> really pissed. Clearly not. This is historical airing of grievances. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, I think uh, because people were talking about that with uh, Daisy Ridley in the newest Star Wars film, how she kind of had like an English accent. I think personally that's a that's a little hint of what's to come. She's going to be a traitor. Yeah, her and Kylo Ren. Traitor's wench. Hashtag I forgot her name. And I would have come up with like a benefit of them and her and Kylo Ren if I could remember the hell of her name. Not coming to me. That's right. Thank you, Full Tilt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So my last thoughts on this movie um, would last longer than the movie itself, which is an impressive feat by, into, in, uh, in and of itself. So, uh, you know, I, I thought it was – I thought there were some phenomenal – Absolutely phenomenal scenes. The I Am Spartacus was amazing. Mm-hmm. The kissing of the feet at uh, at the the finale. Crucifi- the finale of the crucifixion. The denouement was, was fe- don't <laughs> was phenomenal. Um, you know, and and there were some tidbits here and there that I think were were decent. I you know overall. I don't know if this movie would succeed today with the same population, just bigger and more choices like we have now. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's. I don't think it was as well done as even indie, Civil indies. War. Well, even indies right now, like independent films where you that are put together on a budget for like you know seventy thousand dollars. But that's me. Yeah, I. Kurt Russell, come at me. I just can't. I I can't bring it to nowadays because it's like I don't know what Kubrick's talent would look like with modern tools and budgets like that I'm sure there are people who would love to know the answer to that question so I just I I just can't you know even like look at that analogy um I, I will say for me this movie was worth watching for uh the that that scene after the battle that shot that panning shot of the battlefield alone I mean that was one of the most awe inspiring things i've seen on film in my entire life yeah it was so good and just in the interest of fitness kirk douglas looked jacked yeah yeah well um (laughs) yeah i I, yes he did he was very fit yeah um i can only imagine (laughs) um i don't have to imagine much because we can just look at kenny and 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 know um no, no you <laughs> um well so is, is there does anyone else have anything else they would like to say about spartacus no no i think that wraps our heated yeah. debate our our rebellion over this movie and we even left out all of the cold war blacklist um conversation that we could have just delved right into yeah and how this clearly inspired the pol political scenes in the prequel movies Star yeah. Wars prequel movies yep 
And it's also a prequel movie for uh, The Rise of Caesar, you know? Yeah. So. No, it's, yeah. Oh, good. So uh, definitely had its mark on on Hollywood, uh, whatever that mark may be. Um, so um, I guess that ends the... That ends uh, our conversation on Spartacus. All right. So now, without further ado, let's move on to Alex's shout out. Uh, this, of course, for those just joining us, uh, Alex's shout out is where we recommend a movie to you guys. And we try to do it in a fun way of offering like some some sort of like senior superlative one sentence pitch for the movie uh, so we don't rant too long about it. <laughs> uh, so who wants to start that off for us? Let's not let... Let's not make Kang go first. Give him some time to think of one. I, I will. I will. Um, so uh, I, I really try hard to make sure that whatever movie I pick is streaming on Netflix, Amazon Prime, or uh, you know the two more used of all of them. Um, and I picked uh, the Tom Hanks classic, The Burbs. <laughs> I just saw this for my first time for the first time, um, and so my senior superlative would be. Uh, crazy uncle most likely to be right about their neighbor mm. based on appearance. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, I'll jump in. Uh, so the movie I'm going to recommend, which I don't know, this might be like a no-brainer one, but I'd never seen it before. Uh, I finally watched Lost in Translation. Nice. Uh, and my superior would be Bill Murray's best performance. Wow. Yeah, I would that's, not. That's 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 a call. That's a shout out. And I would not. I I would have trouble disagreeing with that. I mean, he. Yeah. I, I I watched the movie with the comic last night, and I will say the comedians just put in great performances mm-hmm. time after time because they know timing and they know. Yeah, no. and and the thing I loved about this is it wasn't like he was just going sad or dark. It was just yeah. he was still very funny, very sharp. It was just a little bit subdued and very organic. And I don't know, I just found it to be a really fascinating film. So I know it's an old one. I know it's one that got a ton of praise already. But I did the Burbs from like twenty years before that. The yeah. Burbs is from like the it's like early Tom Hanks. Yeah. So you're good. All right, cool. You're in a safe space. All right. Kenny, what you got? Um, I got to say that I recently watched documentary taking a little bit different turn than you guys. Um, it's called The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Wow. Nice. And it's a documentary about Jake the Snake Roberts, who is a retired professional wrestler, and his struggles with addiction and overcoming that addiction and as a fan of professional wrestling it's my deep dark secret it was really great to see his it's in the title his resurrection his ability to get over his addictions um and get accepted into good graces back with the wwe which had kind of written him off for years and didn't have any contact with him interesting cool very Uh, cool i don't know anything about wrestling would i still be able to follow along to that yes awesome um so uh on our as our newest segment our newest little part uh which i'm excited about um 
Yeah, those who caught our uh, mini episode on this will know all about it. But this is actually our full, our first full episode that includes this segment. So it's it's its debut, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so Kenny, thank you for being part of it. We told him about this. Uh, I think twenty seconds before we started yeah, recording. Much. So um, <laughs> you know, don't made him sign that NDA. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's called "Gun to Your Head." A little less violent than that, but we give you two. We, we, I, each of us will ask a, um, a question, gun to your head, and then list two movies. And yeah. they can be any category. They can be any relation. They can be any quality. Which Good you will movies, see, bad movies. Which you will see, uh, which you heard in our mini, and you will see uh, as we move on. But, yeah. um, and one fun part about this is so uh, those who caught the movie know what happens is after we do a certain amount of these, we kind of take the answers and they turn into like a Russian roulette game, if you will, that uses that we use to select the next movie we have to see for our podcast. So it's huh. it's kind of a situation where, you know, you get to answer the best you can each time, but if it's bad movies or bad choices, like we might have to have, end up watching one of these dogs. So. so I can make Nate answer the most horrible question between two of the worst movies of all time, but there's a chance we might have to watch it one yep, day. So yep, it's yep. it's sort of mutually assured destruction. All right, so Abe, as, as the um, genius, the twisted mind behind the segment, why don't you start us off? What is your gun to your head submission? Gun to your head. Forrest Gump. We're saving Private Ryan. <laughs> oh, no. Tom Hanks in the house. It's burps. Uh, bringing it all around, Nate. That's the, the, the caliber of host <laughs> oh that you, you share with me. Come on. Gun to your head. Uh, uh, saving Private Ryan. Wow. Yep. All right. Kenny? Absolutely saving Private Ryan. Uh, Forrest Gump was crap. <laughs> it's so funny because I've been thinking about both those movies lately, like having this conversation internally. It, so it's I'm scared how you pick these forest gump was crap i didn't see it, that can you say that? i okay. know that i'm i can't believe Get you your just hands off me Abe. how did you just let that well he's in la i can't grab him how did i you... i forest gump is the reason i lost faith in the academy <laughs> when you when, when you give forest gump when you give forest gump the oscar over pulp fiction no! No! I, the, you and I might need to have another conversation because for me, Tarantino is my is my like. He's third, your Stanley Kubrick. He's he's they're the same. <laughs> they are the same. They're just ones alive. All right, uh, Nate. What what would what is you, what are your uh, your your two? All right, cool. Uh, this is too perfect because this one got a shout out earlier. Uh, so to you first, Abe, Roadhouse or Point Break? Oh, <laughs> oh, this hurts. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go Point Break. I have to. Oh shit! All right. Oh, even though pain don't hurt, I have to go Point Break. <laughs> All right, you Kenny, Point I'm, Break I'm, or Roadhouse? I'm actually also gonna go Point Break because for anybody in the Los Angeles area, there's a place that does a monthly Point Break live. Oh. And they pick one random person from the audience to play Keanu. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, that was a good one. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I got skills. 
Well, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I didn't say that. Yeah. Anyway, right. Kenny, did you? Were you able to come up with with one equally as epic as the two that we gave? Oh yes, I was. Oh, let's let's hear it. I can't wait. Or Spartacus again. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go. Let's go with Abe first. Abe. Yes. Gun to your head. Josie and the Pussycats or Spice World? <laughs> oh, easy. Spice World. Saw it in the theater. <laughs> True story. Wow. Saw it in the theater. I think opening week. Let's go on your tombstone. That's all that I, that's all on my tombstone. And then maybe a Samuel L. Jackson quote. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jo- Nate, gun to your head. Oh, Josie or the Spice Girls? You wanna be my lover? Yeah, you gotta get with my friend. You know, I I I'd have to choose Spice World because I was just so in that. That was like my generation was responsible for that. So I gotta I gotta take. That's akin oh. to saying that this generation is responsible for Donald Trump. Like it's just it's, <laughs> it's like that. I don't want my generation to be responsible for Spice World, but I saw it in the theater. Mm. You're part of the problem. I know you gotta take ownership for that shit. Wow, that was a great one, Kenny. uh, On the spot too. Holy shit! Oh my god! So this that was clutch, buddy. This gun so far is loaded with Forrest Gump, Point Break, and Spice World. (laughs) I gotta be honest. Help us! I am. Those chambers are empty for me. I'm not. None of those those are. (laughs) None of those are threats. None of those are gonna hurt. None of those are gonna hurt. Oh my god! You're a sick (laughs) bastard. Um, and then finally, uh, what are you know? What are you looking forward to the most uh, coming up movie wise, um, Kenny? We can we can start with you as the guest. What uh, is there a movie that you're looking forward to that is coming out either in the summer or and and just soon? to clarify, Kenny, this can be just like kind of anything in topical news that has your eyes right now, like. Yeah. It can be a news story. It can be something you're really not looking forward to that you want to like rant about. It's it's very open mic. You know, honestly, there's a couple things I am super psyched about. Uh, the next movie I actually currently have tickets for is Warcraft, but um, the next movie I'm looking forward to the most is IDR, Independence Day, oh, uh, Resurrection, or Resurrection, something. Reformation, whatever, some R word. Um. But then also, I'm super excited to expand my horizons. I'm going to be at Phoenix Comic Con this weekend, and hopefully, gonna they're doing a bunch of screenings of a crap ton of independent movies. Nice. So I'm hoping something opens up my eye there. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. How about you, Abe? For me, um, I must say that when I wrote this down, it was seeing X Men Apocalypse, but I've heard. Just, oh, wow. I've heard mm. the the reviews and uh, it's like people felt about X Men Apocalypse the way they should have felt about Days of Future Past. That's how bad the reviews were. Wow, no. <laughs> Why are you wrong on so many things? No, I'm not wrong on that. You are like Stanley Kubrick. You can fit just you just continually do anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I continually do garbage. Garbage, but a lot of it prolific <laughs> <laughs> a prolific garbage i'll take that. um you know for me uh I, i'm a nerd at heart um and every time i see a preview for a suicide squad i'm like 
Oh my god, yes. Like it just it looks better. Like every preview just looks better and better and I'm like that this is just going to be it, I don't care about the DC universe. I think it's just going to be dead hopefully it'll just be Deadpool but um with just a group of people that are but with Margot Robbie. Yes. <laughs> and Will Smith. I mean, let's yeah. not lie. No, let's not lie. Stop uh, that's fair. I'd say out of the <clears throat> movies, remaining movies in the year, Suicide Squad's definitely up there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I don't really feel like I have anything worth talking about here. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm excited, like you said, about Suicide Squad. I think that's the main thing on my radar. Uh, but other than that, I'm not really sure what this year holds left for me. Hopefully there's some unannounced stuff that'll be cool or just things I haven't come across yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a trailer for uh, Laika's next movie, which is like the one studio still doing stop animation stuff. They did like Coraline and Paranorman. Paranorman's a great movie. We totally recommend anyone to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I forget the name of their movie, but it's like... Uh, like a Japanese art style influenced and it's just uh, really different looking, really unique. Like their stuff stands out because it's just not CGI animation or whatever. Uh, So that's caught my eye, but that's about it. Very cool. Well, Kenny, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, (laughs) Dumbbells and Dragons is the podcast, uh, the website dumbbellsanddragons.com. Um, and Twitter is the same, right? No, uh, yeah. First, thank you guys very much for having me. I enjoyed getting a chance to rewatch this movie. I enjoyed laughing and talking with you guys and drinking <laughs> good beer. Uh, but no, on all social media, at Dumbbells Dragon, and we'll pop up all social media. Great. And the same for us, except we're at Movie Nightcap. Yeah. Um, and please... We love five star ratings. We we do. We, do. we love them. <laughs> we 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 are narcissistic people. We love them. But most of all, ladies and gentlemen, we love you listening. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, check us out on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, all those podcast services. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our sponsors: AFI Silver and Fenway Beer and Wine, and of course our meetup group, Movie Nightcap Silver Spring Film Club. Check us out on Meetup. Come join us live in person in person where you can drink see movies talk about them afterwards great time uh at least go see a movie a month so you know definitely worth checking us out see where our list is coming up yeah but yeah thank you everyone uh and until next time nate no thank you so much have a great night have a good one everyone sign off kenny three two one and no longer Make that his sign off, please. Yep, yep. Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, retired professional wrestler, and his oh. struggle Hang on. with... Hey, 
Hey, Kenny, give us that last sentence again. You cut out a little bit. So I heard you say it was uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Can you start that sentence over? Okay. It's a document. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outtake. I want that as my, I want that as my <laughs> ringtone. All right. On it's your time. D-